Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. Also, sign up for our new Off the Floor on Discord. If you subscribe to the Winnow one, you're going to be blown away by this one because we've already got eight channels on there. You can chat with other Heat fans all day long. They were doing it last night until 3 in the morning. You don't have to necessarily get notified by it. And also, you get all of the host updates you're getting from us before, plus plenty of new features on the Heat, on the NBA, and even outside of the NBA. So check it out on the Five Reasons Twitter feed. I will be posting it there regularly. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Includes our friends over at Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get $20 to play at betteredge.com. You can play all of our tournaments there. Tournaments are just 10 bucks. You get 20 bucks if you use the code 5RSN. So go to betteredge.com. Bet socially, bet legally, betteredge.com, 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buffett said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. Brady Hawk, you can follow at Brady Hawk. 305, we're turning back to basketball season now that everybody watched the Dolphins lose over in Germany. And we actually have a topic for you that um, may move things forward here a little bit. So Caleb Martin continues to be out. He tried to come back. He's been dealing with a knee condition. Came back. I spoke to him after that game. He seemed a little frustrated. I I couldn't tell at the time if he was frustrated by the way it was going with his knee or just kind of the blending back in after being out for a little while. And then, honestly, we haven't seen him since. Um, So he has not been a part of this. This is a guy they were counting on. There's no question about it. Of course, he's a free agent at the end of the season. He could have been Eastern Conference Finals MVP, and he was supposed to be a primary scorer and Swiss Army knife for them off the bench this season, and we haven't seen it materialize. But it does present options and opportunities here for other people, and we've started to see some of those players emerge even during the two and four starts. So we're going to tackle this two different ways. Before the break, we'll get into what these guys are doing and who may emerge as the Heat's most, the fourth most important player during this stretch? Because we thought that it would be Caleb Martin this season. 
And then after it, we will get into once Caleb comes back, which we are hoping for and anticipating is going to happen at some point, whose minutes does he take in that situation if some of these players get established? So let's start here. And Brady, I'll go to you first on this. Um, who is right now the Heat's fourth most important player with the assumption, of course, that it is it is Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler as the top three in some order, maybe not quite the same order that we looked at it before the season started. I think at this current moment is Haywood Highsmith. That's kind of where I'm at right now, just because of the value. And I think it is partly because of what they're missing from Caleb and the fact that, you know, we do have the recency bias from this last game where he looked good with the starting lineup, even though the starting lineups has not been problematic, but specifically with this one, he cover covers up a lot of the flaws that are in that lineup. He can do stuff defensively, uh, even though the offense has been bad, their shooting has weirdly been decent. Like it's been okay. And he's been, uh, I put out a stat. He's like shooting 73% of catch and shoot threes. Obviously it's very small sample size, but he's still doing it. And he's done it in the preseason. He did it in camp. His shot looks really good. Uh, I just think a lot of the things that he provides are similar to Caleb and it's, it's improved enough. I think the big question for me was always, could he do the stuff off ball that Caleb does? Because if we remember all the things that Caleb would do, it was all like slashing off ball, working that baseline, doing all of that type of stuff. And it was like, well, Haywood might not have that type of movement to his bag. And it feels like he kind of has. Like he's improved in that area working that baseline. There was a play where, Ethan, it was uh, probably one of your personal favorites when Kyle had an open three and he kind of passed it up to a Haywood cut baseline early in that game last game. Uh, and Haywood had like a really nice finish kind of using the rim to his, like with his protection and everything kind of finishing around in that range. He's definitely the, feels like a very high and the important kind of ranking for this team right now, his health. I think we've been waiting for that. And what's seeing him kind of hold that other knee in this last game. Uh, I know you said that he, he was talking about it after the game last game that he, he was okay. He just kind of had probably was like a little bit of a stinger, but they need him. They really do. They need his point of attack defense because you cannot go for one, this entire season with Kyle Lowry guarding opposing point guards that come in this building. And number two, you can't have the alternative being, okay, well, we're going to put Jimmy Butler on him in the regular season for the, every time he's on the floor. That's just not what Jimmy does in the regular season. So you have Haywood Heist with the kind of plug that hole. And the offense has been good. So I think that's going to be an interesting to monitor. Can he sustain, <laughs> keyword for Eric Spolstra, sustain that that kind of fourth most important spot? Yeah, I... I um... I'm with you on Haywood's importance. I'm not going to give my pick here until the end. I, I think what we see with him is a stabilization um, of the starting group for the major the major reason is what you mentioned, because he cleans up the point of attack defense when Lowry's out there. And I, I've just I've been consistent on this since the start of training camp that Lowry and Love cannot start together. And you know, Spolster talked about how. He, he didn't like having to make the decision to put Kevin on the bench or, not, or out of the rotation entirely. And again, we didn't see him at all the other night because he was a healthy scratch because Thomas Bryant did get those minutes. I do think there will be games that he goes to love instead of Bryant. Um, I, I think that's still an option going forward. And you want to kind of, you know, and you wanted to monitor Love's minutes anyway. But Love and Lowry was not sustainable uh, as a starting group along with Tyler hero. And then you have Butler and bam having to clean everything else up defensively. It's just not the way to go here. So um, I, I love the, the thing I love about what Haywood's doing is, I mean, he, that wing three, like he just pulls up into it. And that is a totally different element that he did not have. And it honestly makes him a more diversified offensive player than PJ Tucker was. Uh, and so, uh, you know, th there's, there's more that they can go to there with him. 
I think he'll get confidence as he goes forward. And the other thing is they have confidence in him. It's obvious. Like they, they're very, very, very comfortable with him being on the floor. They know he's going to do the dirty work stuff. He never makes the wrong decision. Like you just watch him. It's never spectacular, but like every play he makes is okay. That's where he should have gone with the ball. Okay. That's, that's when he should have shot. Um, and I know that Heat fans are not going to be thrilled with a six, five, six, six power forward deep into the future, but we know what Eric Spolster likes. Mm-hmm. This guy embodies it. So uh, he's clearly going to be important here, but I will defer to Greg on his selection. now. Hayward Smith was a good pick. I remember the, it was actually right when he was brought up to the active roster. I talked to him at Charlotte, the chance that I get to cover games and, uh, I asked him where did he envision himself, and he immediately said small ball four. So I thought that was interesting, even back to when he first was putting on, you know, his heat, his heat jersey. That was where he envisioned himself, and that's where he is now. Brady brings up all solid points, but I, I'm going Duncan Robinson, and it's because I trust Eric Spolstra coach teams to figure out defense some way, shape, or form. But what I don't trust right now is a ton of the offense beyond some of the individual things that are taking place from Tyler, from Jimmy, Bam. It's also about like what guy do I think complements those top three in a way that helps the most. And I think Duncan probably does some of that. So I'm leaning Duncan Robinson. Also, I just know, and I didn't look up any of this pre-show. I probably should have and done more research, but I bet if you look up when he shoots you know, 40% or better from three, or he hits four made threes or more in games where they end up. And so to me, it's just for the regular season for now, if Duncan Robinson can be their fourth best player, I think that that'd be huge for him. Cause I mean, listen to what we're talking about. Brady and I have just presented Ethan to you, Haywood Highsmith and Duncan Robinson as the fourth best player on this team. That's an interesting thing that probably is a whole sidebar topic for another day. I think the biggest thing with Duncan is that he doesn't have to hit 40% from three on high volume to contribute now, and that's different. And that kind of started as the playoffs uh, went on. I pulled him aside in the locker room the other day, and it's always a little touchy with him on that because I think he believes he's had some of this stuff to go to before. So when you emphasize with him that this is different, I, I don't think he necessarily sees it as different. I think he sees it as a chance to expand his game. You know, when I talked to him about his passing specifically, he said it's more diversified now. It used to be just kind of back to bam. Um, and I think that's one of the things that Spoh's gotten away from is necessarily having to pair their minutes. We we talked about bam using Duncan as a crutch before, and then we wanted to see him get away from that. Um, and then Duncan kind of had to use bam as a crutch a little bit. And it seems like he's gotten away from that. Um, the ability to create, to finish, um, to make plays for others is significantly better. And honestly, I haven't noticed his defense as being a significant problem. He competes on that end. It's just he's never going to get the benefit of the doubt from the officials because he doesn't move his feet the way that others do and all that. But I, I, I'm with you that he has gone from someone. Think about what we're saying here, okay? He's gone from someone who, I mean, literally was, okay, this is the guy they got to get out of here, um, right, to – potentially the fourth most important guy. He's just, I mean, he is like, he's, I'm not meaning this and don't aggregate this. He's like the roach who just hasn't got away at this point. Like he's still in the building um, and he's still being asked to do things, but he is giving them, I mean that the nicest possible way I do. He's been really good. He's been really good. And I, I think that we didn't feel the contract was bad in the first place. 
But then he sort of was played out of the rotation, even though his coach is the one who advocated for him to be kept. And so it's created this kind of strange dynamic in there. And then Struess passed him. And now Struess is gone. And actually, Duncan's doing better things for the Heat right now than Struess is doing consistently for Cleveland. So uh, this is um, it, it's been a good thing. Um, I'm going to surprise both of you with who the fourth most important player is during this time. Because if he's going to continue to start and he's going to continue to play the first few minutes of the first quarter of the third quarter, and he's going to continue to be the only point guard of the roster by the definition of important, not expectation level, it's Kyle. Because you can't, you can't have a, a point guard out there. Who's not doing anything like you just, you can't and succeed in the modern NBA. So that's kind of, are you saying you know, he should again, be the fourth most important or he is the fourth most important? Well, I, I think he should be, but I think because of the minutes he's being given, which are start of game minutes, start of third quarter minutes, and some you know late game minutes. And starter money. He kind, he kind of is because, because here's the thing. Okay, I, I was going to mention Josh, but I don't know where Josh's role is yet with this team, right? Haywood, I get it, but if he does, if he's not playing particularly well, they could go to Jovic. They could go to Hakez, who was another player that I was considering, who we may get to in the second part of this episode. Um, they could go back to Love. You know, with Duncan, it's harder to find the guy they would go to because I don't think he's going to Cole Swider. I don't think you know what I'm saying, but it, but I could see him using Hakez in an offensive role that's different than Duncan and trying to create some of that offense that way. Who, who is he going to with the point guard position? Drew Smith? I mean, who's eating up those minutes? Like that, that's so that's kind of like from an important standpoint, by default, they have to get it's not even don't even I'm not even mentioning the money. Forget the money. I'm mentioning the 24 to 27 minutes that the guy's playing, and they can't be playing four on five. Like they, they on both ends. Like they they can't be. So I I by default, for now. To me, it's kind of Kyle, although that's a different conversation than the Caleb conversation because, uh, I, you know, this is he doesn't he, he's not part of the minutes equation there when Caleb. But you know, Brady, it looks like you you had a thought on that because you're surprised I went with him, I think, right or no? Well, I definitely surprised you went with that I, uh, for sure. But I think it was because in the context, that's why I was asking if you were like projecting forward of like the, him needing to be their fourth most important player, him being it right now because well, he should. He should. I mean, okay, now if we're gonna mention the contract and pedigree, he should be. <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying. That's what he's signed to be. But I mean, but here we are. So yeah, like, because I'm just saying because like if we're, you were mentioning like if Haywood was out, they could find another option. But I mean like if Kyle was out. In theory, they could just like slide Tyler to the one, even though he hates it, or put slide things over. And if Caleb, if you mentioned Caleb not in a kind of changing anything, but I think Caleb's got the ball in his hands a lot when he comes yeah. back, especially with the way things are looking on this roster. So like they could find ways, I guess, to move things around. But it's just the positional need, uh, or what is the word that Spo used or you used with Spo the struck uh, position, the structure or something, positional structure. Oh, I, I use the word positional size because that's that's the word that. Um... That that's oh no that was a different conversation I was supposed the the one he didn't like the question was me talking about how Mike Malone talked during the finals about how they tried to have functional size right functional. at every position and Spo <laughs> didn't like the question but I feel like it was more because of Mike Malone than because of me but 
Um, but yeah, that's that's just the way that is. But yeah, I mean, there there is they can play point guardless, but clearly they don't want to. Or but, they would be doing that already. But that's <laughs> so. where I'm heading when we go to the next part of this top, the next you know part of this episode. I think that the guy who's going to get squeezed ultimately is Kyle. Um, and so that's where his importance to me, I hope, diminishes. But maybe I'll be wrong there. Tease. Anyway, now we want to talk about one of our great sponsors. They can clean up the heat's rotation. Water cleanup of Florida. Go to WCUFL.com. Our friends Michael, Robert, and his team. I, we're not going to talk about how Greg and I are doing in in uh, in Michael's uh, fantasy basketball league. Who loses two starters or two, two key players in the first week? Uh, for for months anyway. Uh, us, Anthony Simon's out. Look at that. Uh, and we and Bogdanovich. Anyway, water cleanup of Florida. WCUFL.com. Your one-stop water mold and water and mold cleanup shop. Also, they got a preventative program. You know, the insurance companies don't always take care of everything for you, so get it done in advance. They're based in Boca Raton. They service the entire Tri-County area. They even do great work uh, out west in Fort Myers, everywhere. They're just good, honest people. Reach out to them. Water cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why... I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, well, at some point, Caleb Martin's coming back, okay? I mean, I haven't heard anything different than that, and you know, he tried to give it a go. And when he comes back, they may work him in with a minute's restriction. They tend to do that, you know, maybe 15 minutes at first, which Spo will probably blow through in a couple of games because he either forgets or just Caleb's playing well and a group's playing well and whatever. Um, but when he comes back, we saw some interesting rotations the other night, Brady, and we have seen that Spo is trying to separate Jimmy and Tyler a little bit, let one of them play with the bench group, and the other plays with the bench group. It's similar to Dwayne LeBron during the Big Three era. He would do he would split the two of them up at times um, to let them anchor the bench group. But you're talking about a bench group where you've got, um, you know, obviously Heisman's going to start. We don't love Brian at center. 
Um, Duncan has become a, a key player on that. Josh is a key player on that. And it seems right now that Hakez is the ninth uh, in that particular group. It's not Jovic. It's Hakez right now. And so when Caleb comes back, though, eventually he's going to soak up 25-plus minutes off the bench. He's going to probably close, we still think, mm-hmm. in some capacity. It looks to me like you know, he closes and Highsmith closes potentially in a lot of lineups. So they go offense, defense uh, at times. Maybe, you know, Tyler maybe takes some defensive possessions off for one of them. We'll see. But who loses the minutes? Not to have a cop-out answer at first, but I think they will go to a lot of 10-man rotations, at least at first, to your point, like when they try to ease them in. Uh, and I, I don't think they're un- – especially with the fact that they're trying to manage so many guys' minutes on this team. Like we've had that conversation with so many different guys that they, there's no reason not to go 10-man when you're kind of – your identity, I guess, in a way that we've talked about has been depth. But I think on the surface, when you look at it, you'll think Jaime Hawkins would be the guy that gets squeezed. I just don't think that's the case at all. I don't believe that's the case at all. I I think when you hear what Spo talks about with him, I think what we're watching from him, specifically, number one, let's just start with the fact that the number one surprise for me this season for the Heat has been Jaime Hawkins' defense. That's been number one on my list in terms of my biggest surprise because he has held up against some very good players. There was Even against Tatum, he kept getting (laughs) – non-called the hooks against them, but he stayed in front of him. Anthony Edwards stayed in front of him. He had a good matchups against, uh, I can't remember the games now, but Mikhail Bridges or Milwaukee had decent matchups. I think with Middleton, like there was so many moments that he's really seen in front of these guys, but offensively you hear Spo talk about the offense. It was actually the most I've heard him go in depth about stuff about the offense. When he said something, I think the day before yesterday at practice, uh, where he was talking about the need for rim pressure. That's been the number one thing that he's noticed. This team's not putting enough pressure on the rim, partly because I mean, he says Tyler's floaters count as rib attempts for him personally because they're good shots for him, but you still have to put pressure on the actual rim to create good shots. And the only way you're going to get a bunch of threes up is if you're putting pressure on the rim. Jaime Akis does that. And he does it in like in a way that does not demand the ball, which is like almost the exact thing that you want in this offense right now. It's a guy that you can keep the ball in the hands of a Tyler or a Jimmy or a Bam, but Jaime's like the stuff he could do where he just, there was a play where he was playing with Jimmy. He was on the right wing. When Jimmy passed him the ball, he started running immediately, like already. So he had a half a step on his defender already, and he got right to the rim and got a layup out of it. There's just so many points like that where I'm like, he's going to play. Like, he, he is. Like, I, even with Caleb. And I think they, they're not two players, in my opinion, that are going to get in the way of each other. I remember we kind of were wondering. I mean, he's played good with Jimmy, Jaime has. So I think the fact that you've seen that, they could play off each other in a way. So if there was a guy to lose a little bit of minutes, I think they would probably lower Josh's before Jaime's. That's kind of where I, I think they lean in a little bit. Not that they're going to go away from Josh. I think they're going to let him try to figure out the system for a while. They need, they really need guards. They, and I know that he's not a point guard, but they need. He's a guy that can handle and get them into their initial action, just pass the ball and get away. But there are points in the like you said. We talked a lot about the closing lineup before the season. I'm totally with you. I think Caleb Martin, Haywood, Highsmith are. That's going to be the closing lineup most nights when healthy. That's going to be the one they lean on. So ultimately, I think there's going to be a passing of maybe Josh's minutes are a little bit more tamed in a way where they can kind of lean into that. But like I said at the beginning, 10-man rotations are probably going to be the way to go. And many fans probably want to hear 11-man rotation because we have not mentioned the name Nikola Jovic yet. I talked to Jaime after the game the other night about his defense specifically, um, got him on the side before some of the cameras came. And I can tell you, he was offended uh, by, not by my questioning <laughs> in this particular case, which is nice, uh, but by the narrative 
that when he was coming out of college that he couldn't defend. He's like, I always had to defend. Um, you know, we talked about his positioning and, uh, he's like, and look, I'm six, six, two thirty. Like I'm not, I'm not a pushover. And he says he's comfortable playing at this weight. Um, so he didn't really understand it, honestly. And, um, you know, some of it may be, you know, sort of stereotyping and things like that, that we get into when we talk about defense sometimes, but it's not just his competition level. Um, he's got, he seems to have his feet are quicker than I was expecting. His hands are definitely quicker. He's just always kind of in the mix. Like I, he, he is, you know, he makes himself part of the play. And so I'm, I'm doesn't get pushed around. He, he doesn't, he, he goes right back at, at them. And then on the offensive end, the thing, the thing that was really, I talked to Duncan about this specifically and, and his eyes kind of lit. We were talking about Jaime's cutting. He's like, he's a great cutter. And, and I, and he said that that is one of the things that he really think could be effective for him because it draws the defense away from him a little bit, or Jaime's going to get some of those easy open looks. So, you know, you talk about the ball handling, the cutting, like all this ready-to-play stuff we discussed, it's there. And, I mean, he has not disappointed in that regard. He he is the difference between him and Jovic, okay? And I, I, know, I, I knew we were going to have this Jovic debate all year long because the fans are going to point to one thing when they lose. And I'm still, I'm still a buyer on Nikola Jovic's future. But there's a, they have to carve out a role for Jovic, like very specifically. And it has to be with the right group. With Pacquiao, they really don't have to. I sort of just feel like they can throw him in. In fact, I think the worst role for him was, was throwing him in the starting lineup with the group the other night. Like, that's not the right horrible. fit for him. But horrible. But, but Although right I off called the it. bench, yeah, it, 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 it makes sense. You know, the other thing you mentioned, Josh, before I go to Greg on this, when I talked to him before the game, and everybody thinks it would be just easy for him to transition back in. Now, remember, he missed time with the foot situation. And then I said, it, what about Spo? Like, he's like, oh, the verbiage is all different. He's like, sometimes I'm thinking, like, Spo will call something and I'll go somewhere. And I'm like, no, no, that's not how it is anymore. And it's almost like he has to be retrained because his memory was trained a certain way. And we know sometimes Josh didn't always run to the right place in his previous incarnation when he knew everything. So it, it looks clunky at times. But I think I know where you're going, Greg, because if we're saying that Jaquez is not going to lose minutes Mm -mm. and we say that and Brady's saying maybe it's Josh. Could be. But maybe it's not Josh, which would maybe mean it's the guy that I mentioned before the break. The, The one averaging 29 minutes and 50 seconds a game almost 30 minutes a game i think he could probably have some of his minutes distributed towards caleb i also think that i mean it's only six games but tyler hero averaging 38 minutes a game probably needs to be thought about at some point although he is at that point of his career where he can do that kind of stuff i mean i do think that maybe you could shave him back to you know maybe 35 36 you know there's minutes to be had there and then you're right, like Josh, he has to find his role. And so he he's in this weird spot where I think that maybe because I don't see Highsmith l- losing minutes just because of no. what he brings next to Bam at this current moment. Maybe it's Josh, but honestly, I think it's going to be the perfect opportunity for Spo to get weird and go to different lineups. And maybe you have you know, five, six, nine players on the floor at the same time. And that's really what he ends up doing crazy stuff like that. And I think it's going to be a chance for Kyle to maybe take a back seat. I could be totally wrong there, but I'm hoping that because they are looking for Caleb Martin to be a more on ball player than maybe they even saw him last year, that maybe could help 
relieve Kyle of having to do what he has to do? Because right now the tough part of it is like, how do you sit Kyle when you have nobody else who's really doing what Kyle's supposed to be doing? Hopefully they'll have that figured out by the time Caleb is back. Well, it would set up for a possible long-term solution, which is that when Josh gets the verbiage down and gets more comfortable and maybe finds his game, that they go back to what we talked about before training camp started and Kyle declared himself expecting to start, which is just putting Josh in the starting lineup with Tyler with high Smith getting four good defenders on the floor from the jump. And then Kyle just becomes a break in case of emergency type guy off the bench or potentially runs the bench with Caleb and Duncan and maybe Hakez. Maybe you go small ball sometimes, or maybe again, it's Bryant. Uh, or love, I, I guess, as we're talking about this before we close, and thanks to our sponsors, uh, Water Cleanup of Florida and Better Edge and all the other sponsors that you hear here on the network. I, I mean, Kevin Love is the one that it, do, it does seem like we've already, I mean, we're six games into the season and we're already seeing a squeeze with him. Um, because the, the only defined role was start the first, start the third. And he really didn't play poorly. And yet, mm-hmm. It's already kind of over. It was after five games, at least for now, right? So for now, for now, for now. Um, but it's a long again, ass season. It is. It, it feels like a long season already, and it's only been six <laughs> games. All right, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, thanks to Brady. Thanks to Greg. Uh, we'll have another episode up. We'll get into a little bit more of a narrative-based episode, LeBron-related, before the game starts on Monday night. LeBron coming in for his only appearance of the season. Uh, we assume he's going to play because it's not the second night of a back-to-back. You never know when you're going to see him again on the court. I mean, you just don't. So uh, there is actually some significance to this. No Gabe Vincent out for two weeks at minimum uh, dealing with a knee issue. He was shooting 7% from three uh, to start the year. So it was a little bit of a rough start for Gabe. I assume if he makes the trip, they'll do some kind of a tribute to him. Anyway, he did not make the trip, right? Is that right? Yeah, he he's not. not. Yeah, he did not. He did not. Okay, so maybe it'll be done in absentia, uh, but his only his, it would have been his only visit of the season. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.